Welcome to Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Weldon. Today's story is called The Werewolf at the Inn, an adaptation of an Aesop's fable written for you by Daniel Hines. Today, we'd like to say a special thank you to Celia and Marin and their family in Arvada, Colorado, Evelyn Rubin and her family from Felton, California, Hannah and Emily and their family, Lily, Tommy, and Ellie Lyons and their family from Hillsborough, New Jersey, and Ruby and her mom from Ellensburg, Washington. Thank you so much, Ruby, Ellie, Tommy, Lily, Emily, Hannah, Evelyn, Marin, and Celia. You are part of what makes it possible for us to continue to produce fun new stories for our listeners. If you would like to support Stories Podcast and get every episode ad-free, head over to patreon.com stories and join for just $1 a month. If you'd like access to all of our ebooks or to receive a thank you in a future episode, that's also available at patreon.com stories. Now here's a word from our sponsors. Are you looking to freshen up your kids' snack game? Perfect Kids Refrigerated Snack Bars have got you covered. From the makers of Perfect Bar, the original refrigerated protein bar, Perfect Kids is a fresh-from-the-fridge line of protein snacks crafted just for kids. Perfect Kids Snack Bars are made from organic peanut butter. They have up to 8 grams of whole food protein, 8 organic superfoods handpicked for kids' nutritional needs, and a cookie dough-like texture that both you and your kids will love. I get to try their full-size protein bars, and I have to tell you, they're so good. The texture is smooth and creamy, and the peanut buttery taste is the just-right mixture of sweet and salty. I had one in the early afternoon, and I wasn't hungry again until dinner time. It's the perfect snack to keep the whole family full and in good spirits. Right now, Perfect Bar is offering you 15% off your online order. Just go to perfectbar.com stories15. Shop their refrigerated snacks at perfectbar.com stories15 today to get 15% off your order. Be ready this season with Perfect Kids. Go to perfectbar.com stories15 to stock up and save 15%. Thanks! Enjoy the episode! The Werewolf at the Inn Once upon a time, there was a cozy old inn. It sat at a lonely crossroads of a quiet road and a sleepy lane, and its visitors were all weary travelers moving from one place to another, like leaves on the wind. Its old stone walls were blanketed with moss, and its cheery little chimney billowed blue smoke into the cool winter air. The inn was called the Silver Moon, and its owner was called Old Cobb. No one was sure which had come first. The pair had simply been there for as long as anyone could remember, serving food and renting rooms to whoever happened by his lonely stretch of road. That night, what happened by was trouble. It was late, the sun no more than a purple bruise on the horizon. Old Cobb had just set a beef stew to simmer when a man nearly stumbled through the door of the inn. His hair was long and matted. His beard looked like he borrowed it from a billy goat. His tattered boots made a slip-slap sound as he walked, and he scratched at his ears like a dog with fleas. Well, hello there, innkeep, he said, smiling a bright white smile. Hello, sir, old Cobb said, eyeing the shabby man skeptically. He was used to all sorts of travelers coming through, but this one was wilder looking than most. He reminded Old Cobb of some shaggy beast. Could I get you dinner? A room? Perhaps a bath? 
The shaggy man laughed heartily, taking no offense. I got lost out on the road. I'm afraid I don't have a bent penny to my name. He held up his hands, showing off his tattered clothes. His pants were held up by a length of hemp rope. But I'm a good worker. Maybe there's some snow you need shoveled or some cordwood you need cut for the fireplace. I'd happily take care of some chores in exchange for a bowl of that lovely stew I smell. And maybe, if you would, a warm spot to sleep by the fire. The innkeep looked the visitor up and down, considering carefully. He had no other visitors, and it was late enough that none were likely to happen by. He didn't like the shabby look of the man, but maybe he could get some work out of him all the same. All right, uh, he looked at the man pointedly. Bast, the stranger said. I'm Bast, and I'm pleased to meet you. All right, Bast, he said. I'm old Cobb, and I guess I have a few chores you could take care of for me. An old tree fell in the back last storm we had. You could hack it up into manageable logs for the fireplace here. Do you, uh, feel up to that? Bast smiled, lacing his hands together and cracking his knuckles. Sounds like just the thing. Right around back? Old Cobb nodded, already regretting the offer just a little. The man was entirely too eager, and he smelled something fierce. Yes, um, the axe is in the shed. Mind yourself now, it's sharp. The man nodded and walked out the door. A short while later, old Cobb heard the telltale sound of the axe biting into the fallen tree. Thunk, thunk, thunk. He busied himself with the soup, but something was teasing at the back of his mind. Something about the stranger just felt off. Maybe it was the smell, maybe it was the wild hair and beard. It nagged at him, but he couldn't quite place it. Just a dirty beggar, old Cobb muttered to himself, cutting some wild carrots and adding them to the stew. Nothing to get yourself all flustered over, Cobb. Dunk, dunk, dunk. The sun set and darkness fell like a bad omen. Old Cobb kept looking over his shoulder as he cooked, half expecting the stranger to be standing there behind him. What was it about the man? Why couldn't he shake the feeling? Outside, the stranger worked steadily. The axe fell in a constant, relentless rhythm. Thunk, thunk, thunk. Finally, Old Cobb took off his apron and threw it into the corner. His hair was standing on end. His heart started to flutter like a fly caught in a fist. That stranger, that bast, he just rubbed Cobb the wrong way. Maybe it was those ratty shoes. Maybe it was that wolfish smile. He froze, mouth going dry as a dustbin. The wolfish smile? The wild hair? The animal smell? Old Cobb thought about every story he'd ever heard about skin changers. Old stories his nan had told him of men who were only men by day, but turned to ravenous wolves by the light of the full moon. Hands trembling, old Cobb peeked out the window. To his horror, he saw the yellow moon hanging heavy in the sky. The yellow, full moon. Oh, werewolf, he whispered. What was that? Old Cobb whirled around. The stranger, Bast, was just closing the front door behind him. 
breathing a little hard but still smiling that too white, too wolfish smile. Ah, out! Old Cobb snapped. You're not welcome here. The stranger blinked, surprised. He held up his hands in a gesture of peace. Hey, now, he said gently. We had a deal. I just spent the last hour chopping and hauling wood for you. A bowl of stew and a warm place to sleep, that was the agreement. Old Cobb jabbed a finger at him, slapping the shutters closed to block the moonlight. That was before I knew what you were, what you are, he said, shakier than he would have liked. You're a, uh, uh. A stranger, Bast said, confused. A vagrant? A poor man just looking for a warm meal? All of that is true, but I mean you no harm, and a deal is a deal. A vagrant? A poor man? Oh, Old Cobb said. I know what you are, and I know why you came here. What am I? Bast asked quietly. Why did I come here? The low voice made Old Cobb more scared than ever. Was it his imagination, or was that wild hair and beard spreading, getting thicker, darker, wolfier? Werewolf, werewolf, Old Cobb hissed. You're a werewolf, and you came here because it's the full moon in my inn is called the Silver Moon. It was perfect, poetic even, but it was too cute, and I figured you out. No, go, go before you change into some terrible beast. Bast blinked and then broke out into a gale of laughter. It came and came in chuckling, guffawing gasps. The stranger laughed until he was red in the face and slapping his knee. Finally, he got his breath back, wiping the tears of mirth from his eyes. <laughs> a werewolf, he chortled. You really had me going for a minute. That was a good one, friend. He looked at old Cobb's face, still drawn and pale and shaky in the firelight. You're, you're serious, he said. Come on, I'm not a werewolf. I just need a haircut, he sniffed at an armpit. And maybe a bath, but I'm not a werewolf. Be reasonable. Exactly what a werewolf would say, said old Cobb, his fear taking over his reason. Get out of my inn, sir. But I've done the work, Bast said, holding up his blistered hand. See? Come on now. At least let me have a bowl of that stew I smell cooking, and then I'll sleep out in the shed, and I'll be gone by morning. Old Cobb shook his head, fully convinced now. Oh, I bet you smell it. I bet you smell everything like the wolf you are. Old Cobb grabbed his heavy rolling pin and slammed it onto the bar top. No stew for you. No shed for you. Get out and don't come back. That's not fair, the stranger said. Friend, I'm a human as sure as you are. You'd let a fellow man work and then turn me away with an empty belly to sleep in the winter cold? A fellow man? Old Cobb said. Never. But a werewolf? Absolutely. Now go. Get out of my inn. The man sighed heavily and turned to leave. As he laid his hand on the door, though, an idea occurred to him. If the innkeeper thought he was a werewolf, well, he would give him a werewolf.
He smiled that wide, white, hungry smile and turned back to the superstitious old cob. Maybe you could spare a bit of meat. No need to cook it. Raw and bloody is fine with me. Old Cobb drew back, paling. No? Okay, then. I think I feel a sneeze coming on. Ah, ah, achoo! The sneeze drew out into a long, wolfish howl. Oh, sorry about that. I don't know what's coming over me. Bast scratched at his ear with one hand in a very wolfy way. Is that some water? He motioned to a forgotten cup on the bar. Let me just take a sip for the road. He walked up to the water and smiled at Old Cobb. Instead of picking the cup up, he leaned over it and lapped noisily with his tongue, the water splashing and soaking his beard. Mmm, tasty, he said. You sure I can't have any of that stew? It's the best thing I've smelled in a, a while, a while. Oh! Old Cobb was backing away now, edging towards the back door of the inn. No, you, you can't! Get out! Bast smiled wider, licking his teeth wolfishly. Are you sure? I, I don't know if I'll make it. Maybe you're right. I feel awful. Off. Awful. He threw his head back and let out his loudest howl yet. Please, he said, unbuttoning his dirty coat and falling down on all fours. Please hold my clothes. When I change, I get so big, they might rip. You're right. I can feel the moon now. You better run uh, away. Uh. Oh! That was more than Old Cobb could handle. With a scream, he ran out of the back door and into the night. Bast listened to his shouts fade away into the dark and then got back to his feet, laughing so hard there were tears rolling down his cheeks. Superstitious fellow, isn't he? He said to himself, shaking his head. Really believes in werewolves. Imagine that. He walked behind the bar and lifted the lid off the beef stew, taking a long sniff. Still, fair is fair. He ladled himself a bowl and ate it slowly by the fire, using a spoon this time. He sighed and kicked up his feet, enjoying the warmth inside and out after his hard work chopping the tree. When he finished eating, he found a straight razor and gave his hair and beard the trim he apparently so desperately needed. Once he was cleaned and shaved, he burped, laid his jacket under his head, and drifted off into a snug and cozy sleep, waking and leaving before the dawn's first light. The next day, Old Cobb came back and found an empty stew pot, a burned-out fire, and a scattered pile of wild, mangy hair. Of course, none of this would have happened if Old Cobb had followed through on the deal he made with Bast. His overly suspicious nature made him see a werewolf where there was only a man down on his luck and in need of some kindness and hospitality. But old Cobb didn't want to learn that lesson. Werewolf almost got me, he said to himself, cleaning up the mess. Thank goodness I got away. <laughs>
That very day, he changed the name to the Sunrise Inn, and he never let in hairy strangers. Not once, not ever again. The End Today's story, The Werewolf at the Inn, was an adaptation of an Aesop's fable written for you by Daniel Hines and performed for you by me, Amanda Weldon. If you would like to support Stories Podcast, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes, get ad-free episodes and more at patreon.com stories, check out all of our merch available at storiespodcast.com shop, or simply tell your friends about us. Thanks for listening!